It's called clout chasing. And I will just say that a lot of people are looking very funny in the light as it relates to this song and this video, particularly because it is from two black female rappers who are very comfortable in themselves, um, not just in their sexuality, but just in their persona and and the way that they're they're empowered. And And they're just young and having a good time. Yeah, and they're just having a grand old, good old time. You're listening to the Snob OS Podcast, the podcast for Apple Snobs. Hey, this is Nika Monford, a.k.a. Tech Savvy Diva. Yo, this is Terrence Gaines, a.k.a. Brother Tech. And you're listening to the Snob West Podcast, the podcast for Apple snobs, where we talk all things Apple and then some. Hello, regular show folks. We're (laughs) back again. Uh, We want to take just a a few moments to shout out our Patreons. um, And you too can become a Patreon um, for as little as $5 a month. Um, with this $5, you will get access to our live taping, access to our pre-show, and also access to our pre um, our Discord chat. So we want to thank all of our current patrons and welcome any new and willing patrons who want to come along for the ride. Absolutely. So with that, let's get into the show. All right, let's start with the lowdown where we talk all things Apple. The first thing we have up on deck, and I think he posted about this on, on social media, um, that Apple has released the first public beta of Watch OS 7. Um, so I know that you installed it. Thoughts on... Uh... Yeah, yeah, yeah. So so some of the main features, uh, I just wanted, I did a quick bullet point of the main things that if you do decide to get Watch OS 7, uh, just a heads up, you will have to have installed iOS 14 public beta to get the Watch OS 7 public beta. So if you want the uh, cool things that come with Watch OS 7, you do need iOS 14 public beta first. So you go to the same website to get the iPhone, the iPad, the watch, and uh, the Mac uh, public beta. You go to the same, uh, I think it's beta.apple.com. So if you go to beta.apple.com, you get iOS 14 public beta, then you can download watchOS 7, which some of the cooler uh, benefits as it stands right now, some things could change by the time the public release is announced, but you get sleep tracking. So you can actually um, alert, you can set times to where you want to wind down and it'll based on some of the different settings, it'll dim the light on your watch. It will, even if you have some smart home, setups to where it'll dim your lights in your house, set your thermostat to a certain level, all to get you in that wind down mode. And then if you wear your watch while you're asleep, you can uh, track your sleep, you know, how long you were up, you know, how active or how many movements you did at night, and then read that information, um, you know, and kind of analyze the information, see if there's some areas where you can uh, fix your sleep uh, habits. Uh, Hand washing alert timer is actually works pretty well to where I've got it set up to where when I leave the house and I come back, it will say, hey, you've been out the house. Maybe you need to wash your hands before you touch anything, right? Right. <laughs> I'm paraphrasing, but... That's Essentially, that's what it says. Right. Right. And and then um, 
if you wash your hands, it will detect that you're actually doing the hand washing motion and it'll start to count down. So it'll count down, you wash your hands and after you're done, you know, that's the alarm that you need to go ahead and get done. And then it'll do a little nice job uh, indicator on the watch. So that's a cool little feature. Um, more fitness movements like uh, like dancing was the popular one mm-hmm. that they uh, did. During they called the out during the announcement. Yeah. Right. So if you do the Zumba, if you do the what it what it was the. Fitness with the well, you can do you know you have like the stripper classes, you have the twerking classes, you have the you have the Caribbean um, like fitness soca dance classes as well. So yeah, so if you do if you use any of those things as a form of exercise, uh, your Apple Watch will definitely recognize that you're doing those special movements and start to track your activity. So where before you had to do like other it was other yeah right now you can pick those different um it may not have twerking or stripping (laughs) specific categories (laughs) but they'll recognize some of the movements with the legs and the arms and those things so it'll it'll pick up whatever your movement is yeah yeah the (laughs) knees on the the hands on your elbow what is it hands on your knees hands hands on on your elbow yeah Yeah, so whatever you know (laughs) it'll it'll recognize those right right (laughs) and then um and more uh, watch face complications. So any sort of third-party apps that offer third-party complications, you can add those to your watch face. Uh, for instance, in my case, there's one for um, thermostat. So on my watch face, I can put on the thermostat complication, click that on my watch, and then immediately set my, adjust my thermostat. So if the app supports complications, you can actually add those to your watch face. But the last thing I wanted to note, if you use, if you need and rely on voiceover uh, for Apple Watch, do not download the watchOS public beta because voiceover is not supported with watchOS 7. If you're not familiar, uh, voiceover is, it'll, you can turn it on and you can move your hand around the watch and it'll audibly tell you what you're doing Mm. so this is for the visually impaired so if you're visually impaired if you're blind um, and you use your hand to kind of navigate your apple watch do not download the public beta because it is not supported but other than that it's pretty swift pretty smooth nice all right speaking of more betas apple music beta has been um released as well well more like a relaunch. So um, Apple introduced um, Apple Music on the web sometime last year. Um, they mm-hmm. did it as a beta until April of this year um, when it was official. Um, now they are doing a relaunch with a beta version that now has a Listen Now tab. And um, if you are an Apple Music user on the web, it will replace the For You tab on iOS 14 and Big Sur. So again, it's in line with the new um, iOS um, and OS versions that are coming out. So it'll essentially still be the uh, For You tab um, with Listen Now, but they'll update it with suggestions, you know, based on what you listen to, what you like. Um, So, and and different types of uh, songs within that same genre. Um, so look for 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 that um, on the, on well, the, the beta. A, well, um, so I don't think this is tied to a specific way I understand it is. It's just a website, right? It's just a so website. You think of those, 
So you think of those people who have Androids, you think of those people who have PCs, mm -hmm. who don't have Apple Music directly as an app on their PC or Chromebook or whatever the case may be, you can still get access to Apple Music mm -hmm. because Apple Music is an app available in Google Play Store because Apple's trying to get those people who don't have Apple devices to still take advantage of Apple Music because it's one of the best, well, one of the, not the best, but it's the top Apple street, the music streaming services. You got Apple Music, you got Spotify, you got Tidal, uh, and you have, what's that other one? Uh, Pandora? What's the, yes, Pandora. The, I don't right? think people really so, use it. Do people still use that? I don't get too much about yeah. it, but uh, though again, the top three. You you listed the top three. <laughs> right. So so Apple is trying to compete with Spotify, and they're trying to compete with Tidal because those are popular web-based device agnostic apps. Versus Apple Music, until this Apple Music beta website is being locked Strictly. to you have to have right. You have to have an Apple device. Well, mm -hmm. you know they're trying to keep up, so of course they're trying to improve on their beta on, or their website in general. So they're trying to come up with these cool new features to, like I said, keep that, to retain the users mm -hmm. that they have and maybe even bring in some more. Right. But uh, one of the things I read about this beta is you, uh, I'll just read it in the story. Unfortunately, Apple Music Web still lacks important features such as the ability to edit playlists and song lyrics. Uh, I don't That's know pretty key. Lyrics, the playlist the is clutch. Lyrics, that's pretty big. Yeah. You know, you want to be able to edit your uh, playlists. Uh, despite that, though, Apple Music website is a convenient alternative to access Apple Music on other devices without the music app or iTunes. So if you have a lot of music already in Apple and you've switched over to an Android or you switched over to a PC, you still can, at the very least, go to AppleMusic.com via this beta and still enjoy that music. You will have to deal with the ability not to edit playlists, which is crazy. It's I'm wild. assuming they'll change that in the future because Spotify is probably the main contender for playlists. Yeah, and, and you, you can do all that. And yeah. Spotify, and Spotify is nabbing up all these major podcasters, TV know, shows on their platform. Exactly. So uh, Apple Music better step up its game. And, right, I mean, because pretty much every show that I lit that I watch. They put, as soon as the episode ends, like if you think of an Insecure, and there was this one other show, Cherish the Day, that I listened, that I watched, the music was mm -hmm. phenomenal. As soon as that show was over, playlist up with all the songs from the episode, and they just add to it throughout the, um, throughout the season. So playlists and creating your own playlist, creating your own vibe, for whatever situation it is. I mean, you know, that's what music does. It pretty much, you know, is a soundtrack to life. So if you can't create or edit your, you know, edit your own playlist to, you know, be what you want it to be, that's a pretty big negative. But if you do want to see the beta, you can go to beta.music.apple.com. Mm -hmm. right. Yeah. All right. All right. The next thing we're going to talk about. Um, I guess in anticipation of all of the new hardware that we're expecting to get sometime this fall, we hope, um, Apple Online Store um, has added um, a new one-click payment for Apple Card users. So now when you log into the, um, the online store and they ask how you want to pay, you have, you know, you uh -huh. normally have the options, PayPal, your credit card or debit card. Now there is a slice for Apple Card. Click on it, and there you go. Apple Card information, 
and you can make your purchase on your Apple Card and get your 3% cash back. I'm surprised they didn't already have that. I would assume that had been default. You would uh, think. So much so, so much so that I never even bothered to look and see if you could, because I, I can't recall buying too many things off of Apple's website. I either go to the store or, um, uh, uh, yeah, go to the store and order it. So I would assume this has been a default, but I guess not. But nope. I guess it is now. It is now. So, I mean, that's yeah. just, like I said, I think they're gearing up for, um, they're trying to drive people to use their Apple Card or people who don't have an Apple Card. You know, that could be another uh -huh. incentive to get one. Um, you can do your one-click shopping um, through the App Store um, with your Apple Card. Yeah, um, I can't think of any major, major, major thing that was announced since the Apple Card was released, um, unless I'm tripping. Um, this will probably be the, the, the iPhone 12 and the, the new uh, Apple Silicon Macs and the new iPads uh, will be the first major things that you can purchase online with an Apple credit card. So I guess it does make sense for them to put it now. I just assumed it always been the case, though. Yeah. But, so, so. No. All right. So, hey, that's that's something. All right. Um, the last thing we're going to talk about um, in the lowdown um, is also related to iOS 14. So Apple is doubling down on the way that they are allowing um, tracking of private data on, on iOS 14. And apparently it has Facebook a little shook. So right. um, essentially <laughs> this new this new feature it allows users to disable tracking between different applications. Facebook owns a mm -hmm. lot of stuff. So if you're mm -hmm. in Facebook and you click on something to go to Instagram or you try and chat somebody and it takes you to WhatsApp or, or whatever it is, it's now giving, putting the power in the hands of the user. So user now with iOS 14, they will be able to turn that off. So Facebook can't track that traffic or those clicks. They can't follow you around the internet in order to sell your advertising to third-party advertisers on Facebook. With Facebook, you can put that Facebook graph. I don't know a whole lot about it, but you know that enables Facebook to follow users around the web and track your clicks, track your activity, track your history, and then sell that to advertisers. Say, look, if you advertise on our platform, this many people go to your site not only in addition to that not only can you track what they're doing on facebook their habits their likes comments interactions engagements you can track that if they leave facebook anywhere they go know, their digital <laughs> footprint is yours for the taking right exactly so yeah like you said you put it ever apropos that facebook is a little shook mm -hmm. because they won't be able to do that anymore and that means if i'm an advertiser and i come to facebook and say hey i want to ad spend or whatever the case may be, Facebook can say, okay, well, this is now no longer a benefit in every single case. And if I'm an advertiser, I'm like, wait, I want to be able to track them all these other places so I can sell them all this other stuff every place else. If I can't do that on Facebook, then maybe I need not to spend so much. Right. So all that to say, Facebook is a little shook. <laughs> and the article that we're reading on 9to5Mac is pretty much framing it around gaming. So if you have, you know, I have like some games that are, you know, just kind of 
take my mind off kind of hand dexterity things. If you notice a lot of those apps, they have in-app purchases or in-app advertising. The, the, the way this article is framed is that um, they're having a lot of conversations with their gaming, uh, with gaming companies that they partner with because these gaming companies are like, um, so when we advertise, we use what they click on to advertise directly to them inside our uh-huh. game. So if you uh-huh. don't have access to that anymore, then I need to find somebody else who can get me those analytics so that I can continue to try and sell people things. So they're framing it around gaming. Um, I think that's a smart, it's probably a smart play for them to use gaming, but it's, it's a bigger issue than that. It's going to grow outside of Facebook gaming. Oh yeah, Um, definitely. Because that's how social graph and that's how, you know, website tracking, that's how it works. Yeah. You know, they want to, they want to see what you're doing in order to see how they can sell you stuff. Yeah. And you just being on Facebook is just a part of what you do on a daily basis on the web. Yeah. If they can track what you do the other times, then that's a benefit for them. Yep. All right. So that is it for the lowdown. Let's head over to Second String where we talk all other tech. So I saw this article today and I thought it was very interesting. Um, And I think was it a couple of years ago? Has it been that long with the um, the San Bernardino, San Bernardino, the man who killed all those people in that tragedy and they were trying to get into his cell phone and Apple would not give them access to their to their phone. Um, I think the government eventually found a, a way around that to get the data that they needed. But based on this article, um, a New Jersey court is saying that police can demand that you unlock your phone for them. So, um, to, to me, it's, it is, um, an illegal search or seizure because if you don't have probable cause, why are you trying to get into my phone? What if there's things in my phone that has nothing to do with why you allegedly pulled me over? Right. So and it all it all boils down to self-incrimination because in a court of law, you know, (laughs) what is it? Law law and order and all the Mm -hmm. other cop shows that I've seen. I can't you can't force me to incriminate myself. Right. right? I can plead the fifth. Mm -hmm. I can say I don't know. I don't recall. Mm -hmm. I'm just not going to get that. I'm not going to tell you what you want to hear so I can put myself in trouble. Right. So this all kind of falls around that to where if I give you or I unlock my phone, I am incriminating myself and therefore I have rights against that, right? So, but the twist of this particular story is it bait, the, the, the case has to do with a corrupt cop mm-hmm. and this corrupt cop was tipping people off that uh, 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 some sort of shakedown was coming down mm-hmm. and uh, Andrew's advised to do, you need to get, do this, you need to do that, you need to do phone, here's how you avoid police wiretap so on and so forth. Uh, Andrews helped this guy uh, identify an undercover police officer, all this crooked, shady stuff, right? Mm -hmm. So the police, they found out what he was doing, took his phones, but investigators were unable to unlock them, and the corrupt cop, Andrews refused to unlock the phones based on the Fifth Amendment, which protects against Mm self-incrimination. So even when it involves a crooked cop, most, you know, same thing with the self San Bernardino thing, right? Mm-hmm. A lot of people say, no, 
you I should not be able to self-incriminate myself except mm-hmm. when it's in a case like murder or uh, sex trafficking or child abuse or whatever case may be, which logically makes sense. But, but you can't piecemeal this. Exactly. It's either all, mm-hmm. it's either I, either we're protected against the Fifth Amendment or we're not. Mm-hmm. There's going to be cases like a corrupt cop to where we all kind of agree. Yeah, yeah, he's corrupt. He, he's yeah, you should have the information. Yeah. Let, let, get in his phone because mm-hmm. that's not how it's supposed to happen, right? But if it works for us, it should work for everybody. Yeah. And I'm of a, I'm of the mind to where, okay, cops, these crooks have stepped up their game. They have went digital. They have went electronic. They figured out all of these ways to do crime. Y'all need to figure out all these ways. You need to, to step your game up. <laughs> right. You can't just be, well, let us do what we want to do. In certain know, cases. In certain cases, which sounds weird because if I was on the receiving end and something happened to my wife or something happened to my kids or something happened to somebody I know, I would be pleading, mm-hmm. say, hey, this is something heinous. This is something crazy has happened to me. You should be able to do this for me. But I mean, again, it's a very fine line. Other, if I'm on the other end of that as a black man in America that has some trepidations when it comes to the police, I want to make sure I'm protected under the law the same way everybody else is. So mm-hmm. it's it's a fine line, but at the same time, it's got to work for everybody or it doesn't work for anybody. Yep, exactly. And I just want to make sure that that we make this clear because we don't want any emails that this is... Well, we do. <laughs> we'll we, the emails. We, yeah. What I'll say is uh, we just to give the disclaimer this is specifically related to the state of new jersey this is the state of new jersey's supreme court ruling each state has its own rules around this i don't believe there's a particular federal mandate other than you know your your uh, freedom against illegal search and seizure but it is um you know state specific and this particular case is state specific so when I said out, we don't want any emails is people, well, you're wrong, blah, 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 but you know, right. I just, let's just clear that Relax. up. Yeah. It's okay. And, and, and this may not be the final say because, you know, they can go to the higher court. They can appeal it. Supreme, right. And then they throw it all out. But as it stands right now, um, New Jersey's Supreme Court rejected the Fifth Amendment claim. So yes, in this particular case, in the state of New Jersey, you know, as it relates to this, yes, they can compel you to unlock your phone, which, again, it makes sense. But, you know, I don't we I we both agree that, you know, um, my data is my data and the Fifth Amendment should protect me regardless of what I'm doing. How as callous as that sounds. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But I mean, that's. It's a very slippery slope. So you just have to, you know, pick a side and, you know, sometimes, unfortunately, the criminals benefit, but, you know, to protect the greater good. All right. Right. So um, before we get into this next article, let me just preface this by saying um, we talked about something similar um, to this last week um, when we talked about the stock market split that Apple was uh, that they were introducing um, so, so as with that or with anything, you know, I think we talked, we've talked about streamlytics before, 
um, how uh, Terrence had invested in that and I got on the wait list mm -hmm. for that. But let's just be clear, Terrence and I, me and Terrence, are not, are not financial analysts and mm -hmm. we have never purported ourselves to be financial analysts. We are only reporting the news as we read it, as we see it, as we can comprehend we it, it based right. on the article that we're pulling from. So I just preface all that to say any financial decisions that you decide to make for yourself as a result of this podcast, as a result of this podcast, do your due diligence and it should be on your own will and volition to make any necessary financial transactions and or investments with your money. Because Terrence mm -hmm. and I, we're in it. We just figuring it out as we as we go along as well. So we're not offering advice. We've never purported to offer advice. We're just telling you what we read, what we see, especially as it relates right. to tech. All right. So with all that said, now Tesla, they've planned their own stock split. Instead of splitting it four ways like Apple, they are splitting their stock five ways to make its shares okay. more affordable for everyone. So oh, it's mad expensive right now. Hell expensive. What is it? What is it now? I mean, it's crazy. Almost four, almost fourteen hundred dollars a share right Ooh, now. Oh Jesus, that is that's some rich people stuff. Woo. Because mm -hmm. I don't know. But it wasn't always that case. I can nope. remember when Tesla was like two, three, two, three hundred dollars, and everybody's like, Tesla's gonna fail. Tesla's gonna fail. They're not gonna make it. Elon Musk is gonna say something stupid. They're not gonna meet demand. So on and so forth. And here but we Elon are. Musk has said some stupid things lately, and his stock is still rising. <laughs> right. That's his company's stock is still rising. Fast forward to today, all that stuff happened, and it's still $1,400 a stock, and it looks like it's about to split to where now, if I own one stock at $1,400, now I own five, five stocks at a lesser value, but again, that makes it more advantageous for people to who are just now getting into it that want a piece of it. It won't be $1,400. It'll be whatever that value is. I don't know if it just evenly splits. I don't know if there's a set. Again, I don't know. We don't know. A, stock person but ask your financial you, advisor if you have exactly. specific questions because we don't know whatever it. The, <laughs> whatever that value will be it'll be less than the fourteen hundred dollars a share or whatever it is which should entice more people to get in which will probably drive the value back up which makes everybody more money so not only does elon Musk make any more money more money to prove that his bet on this electric thing worked because there's a lot of Companies out there still fighting for whatever reason, fighting to release electric vehicles. I doubt that's a whole nother story for a whole nother day. Yeah. Because um, nobody's uh, gotten it right. <laughs> Except right, us. Right. Makes them, yep. Makes them a whole lot more money and it makes investors a whole lot more money and it gets more people involved. Like, for instance, the story specifically ever reading says uh, stock splits are typically neutral events for investors. You used to own one share, now you own five in Tesla's case, but the value remains the same. However, the split makes it easier for individuals such as those Robin Hood using retail investors, which I think the stock, the, the stock professionals, the old school old head guys kind of use this Robin Hood retail investors. They kind of look down on these folks because they don't have thousands, hundreds of thousands of dollars to invest. They may have five or 10 or $20, mm -hmm. $20 or $100 to invest. So they're not using the high-end brokerage firms. Mm -hmm. They're using small 
apps like Robinhood or Acorns. So I think, you know, it's kind of a side tangent. Classist you know, and elitist type of egg, thinking. Exactly. Exactly. But all that to say, a five-way split of Tesla would make it more mm-hmm. affordable for somebody who's using Robinhood to get in on fast-growing tech stocks. Because if you look at tech stocks versus this pandemic, these tech stocks are not stopping. They ain't nope. slowed down. They haven't lost any value. I'm talking like the big tech stocks like Netflix, uh, Apple, Amazon, Google, the Fang stocks, right? They still flying high. So people want to take advantage of that. And Tesla is moving into that higher end tech realm. So, you know, people want to get take advantage of that. So Yeah, because um, if you look at the article, it, it talks about um, as of Tuesday, the cl- the closing price was like you said it was around 1400 i just checked now it's at over 1500 so within a day it's gained almost 200 dollars what is 180 um just over the course of the day so you know if this is your jam and you've had you've done your due diligence and your research and you want to get in on it do your thing based on your research <laughs> yes. <laughs> Don't come at me sideways. Nope. When you take a dive because something I said. <laughs> nope. Because we don't know. <laughs> All right. The last thing that we have um, in second string is um, Google has announced that they have some new tools that will help with virtual education during the pandemic. Um, as you know, we are in the middle of a pandemic, and most schools would sense. Most states with sense are doing virtual education, unlike the state that we both reside in. Um, but yeah, that's a different story. So Google um, has some new tools. Um, we've, we talked about um, Google Meet, um, which is a conferencing service that um, we are, that is expected to rival with some of the other big name um, collaboration and conference tools. And also a new homework helper tool that, um, that just requires a photo from a phone. So we all know what Google Meet does, and if we don't, it's similar to your Zooms or your right. Hangouts and or the, that type of thing. It's just a way to video um, your your interaction. You can have up to um, uh, 49 participants at a time. And this was announced um, a couple months ago, but will now officially come out um, in September. Um, so, The other thing is it looks like G Suite Enterprise for Educators. Um, Most schools, based on what I'm hearing and what I'm reading, Terrence, you could probably tell me more because you have kids in school, but a lot of kids Uh have Chromebooks um, that the schools give out to students who use it. So these type of uh, G Suite tools are, you know, probably the best for anybody that's using, you know, Chromebooks and just pretty much whatever machine you use in in any environment because it's, it's pretty much for for everybody so um right and according to the story it's giving uh educators uh more control over how they run these virtual meetings to where like if you've got class clowns or you've got disruptors you get you better moderating tools to kick them out to manage your meetings you know stop people from disrupting you know if somebody isn't paying attention or whatever the case may be you know, uh, G Suite Enterprise for Education uh, gives users, educators more control over, you know, how they run their meetings, gives them breakout rooms. So, you know, they're trying to virtualize 
your average school day. And, you know, kids that are in middle school, they're in high school, they just don't sit in one class every day. Mm -hmm. You know, they go to different periods or different zones or different whatever they call them. So they're trying to, you know, mimic that, that as much as they can. Exactly. Bring that into the virtual world to where, you know, kids are not feeling like they're just sitting behind the computer all day long doing one thing. You know, they're trying to give it to where they take, especially, you know, with my kids, you know, we're one of the counties to where the county did decide to just do virtual this semester and not even play with the in-person thing. So the way they've got it done is, you know, they've got different sessions and they've got, you know, from 9 a.m. to 10 a.m. they're doing this, from 10 a.m. to 11 they're doing this, and then from 12 to 4 they're doing that. So again, they're trying to bring that whole, uh, the way they used to do things into the virtual world and you know, going back to the story, G Suite Enterprise for Educators, which a lot of schools are using G Suite, you know, they're just making it easier for educators to, educators to mimic that, like you mentioned. Yep, and I think the other thing they mentioned is was it Jumbo something? Um, a digital whiteboard product. Um, apparently they already have this and they're trying to integrate it into its current ecosystem so that it can be more easily used um, with meat when right. it starts in so September. The so. So, the so, so the kids can't, they gotta interact. You yes. know, come up to the board, you know, mm -hmm. in school, you had to come to the board and you know show your examples or whatever the case may be. Well, with this uh, board, you can still do that. The kids got to, you know, on their tablets or, you know, however they want to, however they do it, you know, you actually draw interactively and the whole class see it. Right. So, yeah. again, they're trying to bring that physical school day into the virtual world and, you know, G Suite and Office 365 and Zoom and all these other, you know, um, applications are trying to do it. Yeah. And the other thing um, that I hadn't thought of until I saw it. Um, uh, Jasmine Crow, who is the founder of Gooder, she mentioned that um, they were out doing one of their outreach um, events and one of the students was saying that he didn't want to do, she asked him, I think, if he was ready to go back to school and he said no, he was embarrassed because his classmates would see how ugly his house is. And so those are the type of things that we don't necessarily think about, especially in the land of have and have nots that um, right. kids will have dedicated areas and spaces to do their education or have homes that are, you know, kids are ruthless. Conducive. Yeah, and kids are ruthless. If they see something in the background, they'll point it out or pick and laugh. And so along uh, meet um, in September, they will have the ability to blur or replace your background, similar to the background mm -hmm. that you have in Zoom and those type of things. So it's just those when I saw that particular thing and when I saw what she um, posted, I think it was last week or this week on, on Twitter, I hadn't even thought about that aspect of, of children right. who may have living situations that may not be ideal, how that can, you know, cause extra stress and, and, and issues for them when they're doing this mm -hmm. virtual type learning. So I think this other feature of blurring or creating your own background is, is you know, more than just, oh, it's fun, it's cute, let's switch backgrounds every day. It actually has practical, um, you know, solutions for, it is a practical solution for, for students who, you know, have those types of issues. Absolutely. All right, so that is it for Second String. Let's head over to For the Culture. Um, so this week, we don't have really anything tech-related. 
it is strictly based on what's going on in our culture. So we have two things we want to cover. The first one is the constant policing of black female bodies. And I bring this up because um, last Friday, Cardi B released a song featuring Meg The Stallion called WAP. It was very explicit. The video was very explicit. The video I love, the song I love, it's a bop. The video was gorgeous, but it is for adults. But I, I bring this up is because nobody ever wants the black girls to have fun. Black women, okay. black right. women have to save everybody and do everything. And, you know, because I know it was like a bunch of, you know, tweets going on. Black women will save us or the the image that was going around with black women saying, oh, I'm struggling. And then they'll say, oh, you're so strong and high five as you drown. So for me, that's where that's one of the air. That's one of the angles that I'm coming from. Some of the backlash because the backlash was immediate. It was visceral and it was showing a lot of true colors of people, black people included. It was a lot of, um, it was a lot of respectability politics. It was a lot of policing of, of these two women's desire to uh, have ownership of their bodies and their feelings. And it was just, it was pretty vicious. Even though it was some fun, as course, as Twitter is going to come with the jokes. And, you know, as much fun as we were having, everybody that I know, that saw the video and listened to the song, loved it. We were having a good time. It was black girl fun on Twitter till people start to come in and be like, no, this is this is porn. You're disrespecting your body. We're teaching, you know, young kids all of these negative things when that's just not the case. For me, I mean, I'm not a man, so I wouldn't know from that perspective, but I would think that in that arena, having the song is called WAP, W-A-P, that you would want that. You would appreciate that in your personal, you know, experiences. And again, to me, it's you have two daughters. You wouldn't let your daughters watch that video because you're the parent. And you're like, yeah, so there are things that we don't allow you to see in our home but for people to come out and just be just i mean just just mean about it and i'm like some of y'all are around my age or older and don't let any juvenile come on don't let some of we we know you know where you've been and some of the things that you listened to and and enjoyed you know, in your youth. And again, Cardi B is 27. Meg The Stallion is 25. These are, are young women who are expressing their art and taking ownership of their body and their pleasure and making a song about it and enjoying it. So. Well, I, so so I think where uh, the people were, the point they, that they were the, the people that <laughs> obviously uh, you don't agree with. <laughs> no. I think the point that they were trying to make was um, I don't think they have a issue specifically with women taking ownership of their bodies. 
I think people cringe when they put it on display. Uh, it's nothing. The that idea is nothing new. Um, there always there always has been, and there are probably always going to be people who, for whatever reason, um, cringe at things that are taboo are becoming more mainstream, right? Um, a lot of people think like, you know, prostitution and, you know, these are just dark, these are far away things. I'm not trying to equate, you know, what Cardi B and Megan Stallion did to prostitution and stripping and things of that nature. But those things, sexual things, are still taboo in American Western culture. So as long as as long as it's, I think I, well, I agree with let, you on that. But I'm just saying me, in the front, okay. they I don't think they have a problem with it as long as it's so-called behind the red curtain. But when it's out right, for public consumption. Right, right. So but again, that has uh, that has always been the case. And we have always pushed the boundaries. And I think the the end result hasn't been as drastic or dramatic as people who disagree want to believe, right? So the people who are disagreeing with this and say, well, you know, the, well, what's, there isn't, y'all don't have a problem with this being vulgar or don't have a problem with this being nasty or don't have a problem with this being um, indecent. Uh, no, they, they it is purposely vulgar and <laughs> nasty and indecent, you know, but at the same time, you know, there's a place for that. You know, and and not to say that I agree, not to say that I disagree, but it's not new. And I, what what my issue is is it, I'm surprised that people like you you mentioned earlier that are our age, that is my age specifically, who have all of a sudden grown these new ideas and new thoughts, and now all of a sudden they kind of clutch their pearls at the idea of this song when we were young and in mm -hmm. college and whatever the case may be, I can point to specific songs, mm -hmm. specific lyrics, specific things that we didn't have a problem with. We were, you know, young. We were didn't have the same uh, worldview, didn't have the same understanding, you know, and it's OK for you to be in a stage to where you don't necessarily have a care in the world and issues like lyrics to a song or content in a movie or content on a game are not an issue and then as you grow you kind of understand that yeah you know I was they call it I was wild right mm -hmm. but you then what you what my problem is and I stopped doing this with just music I'll take a perfect example you know the music that I grew up on these young kids now this mumble rap and this you know Lil Uzi Vert and all these other young kids you know I listen to the music and I'm my my face is turned up sour you know, face but what i'm not but what i'm not going to do is say this is not music mm -hmm. this is not what i used to listen to because mm -hmm. it's not and furthermore when i was their age and listening to my music our parents were like you don't know what you listen to that ain't music what is this crap this hippity hop that you listening to because that's not the genre right so to correlate that to um, you know, this, you know, uh, WAP by Megan Stallion and Cardi B, you know, we've got parents, you know, cause I'm a parent of two daughters, you know, I can't, I can do, like you mentioned, I can do my best to say, Hey, this may not be appropriate for my children. 
you know, I'm going to do my best to make sure they understand that if they do get a hold of it, they do listen to it, that you have, you can't, that's music, that's entertainment. And those are adults. And those are adults. You don't have those abilities. Once you get old and you decide you want to do whatever, that's fine for you. This is a different set of rules. It's a different set of standards. These are different expectations, right? I can do that as a parent, but still not necessarily say the fact that it's vulgar or indecent as the, the sole purpose as to try to um, don't disrespect the art mm-hmm. just because I feel some kind of way about it. If I feel some kind of way about it, that's fine. But don't use that as your total judgment because of how you feel about it, whatever the case may be, right? Because when I was a kid, I used to go out of my way to watch BNT uh, Uncut <laughs> to do to do all those things. So right. I, I can't. I can't as a parent who did that as a kid. I can only do my best to make sure my kids understand the standards, the expectations, but then be secure in the idea that if my kids do get a hold of this type of music or do do things that are against those standards or do get a hold, not necessarily do, but be exposed to those type of things, I have to trust that me and my wife did a good enough job to where they can separate this is just entertainment. Mm-hmm. This may be catchy. This may be something I sing, or this may be something that my friends or whatever, whatever doing. But that is not going to be a judgment or some sort of barometer or guideline onto how I grew up, you know, right. and how I live my life. Because I listened to that stuff. I did the things. I snuck out my parents' house. I stole my parents' car to go to a party. I snuck into clubs. I did, and I'm all right. You know what I'm saying? So I have to trust that my kids will be that same way. and But at the same time, I do have to be my parents because my parents said, don't do this, don't do that. This is what I expect of you. So, and so I'm gonna do that same thing. But at the same time, I'm not going to say, uh, I don't like this song because I may have a problem with how I parent my kids. Right. None of this stuff is going to have any sort of effect on how I parent my kids. And I have a problem with the people who are saying that because they're saying, well, you know, what this about is going to have an effect on your children. It's not going to have an effect. Has it It ever had an an effect? Right. And if it does, it's always been a small percentage of outliers or people who, Mm. whatever the case may be. And you can't fear mongering that into um, censoring what Megan and Cardi B and all these other people decide to do. Yeah. And I, and I say, and I said their age is at the top of this because I wanted to put it in perspective. These are young women. These are, they are 25 and they're 27. They are very young. And my thing is there are people who are on the spectrum that you mentioned, but being the dumpster fire that Twitter is, it was just some outright sexism and massage noir that was thrown at these women. You have folks running for office talking about banning them. And I'm like, come on, man. Well, so you... But you have to under, but on on to, not to their point, but to understand the time, sign of the times, right? Social media is going to be that for everything. It's going to be that for religion. It's going to be that for entertainment. It's going to be that for politics. It's going to be that for parenting. It's going to be that for everything. There's going to be people who see something that they don't agree with for whatever reason, and they're going to use their platform in order to 
convince as many people as possible, I'm right and you're wrong. We both can't be right. We both can't be wrong. I'm right and you're wrong. So whatever the subject is, in this case, it's uh, music, you know, tomorrow to be politics, you know, especially with the next story we got coming up, yeah. you know, next week it'll be something else and next week it'll be something else. So um, I expect it. Um, I am surprised by how many people are um, affected by it, right? Because a you lot know, of people are just, right because you know people get in their camps and nobody, not nobody. There are a lot of people who cannot be. Is it objective or subjective? Yeah. I don't know. Anyway, they can't see it for what it is and figure out how that applies to their life and keep it moving, yeah. right? It's always, okay, well, this is the end of the world. This is the worst thing that's ever gonna happen. Here's all the ways it's gonna destroy whatever things that I believe in. And as a result, I'm not doing anything. I'm not, if you do it, I'm gonna mute you and block you on my social media, whatever the case may be. When, you know, it's not, it's, it's not that cut and dry, you know, there's layers to it, but again, People are going to take social media and their platforms and whatever they believe in, especially if they're trying to get some sort of cachet mm. and build up their platform and get more followers. You're going to get these people to do that because specifically they're going to latch on to whatever's popular mm -hmm. and they're going to figure out how they can use that to push their whatever they're pushing. It's called clout chasing. And yeah, I will yeah, just say a that. A lot of people are looking very funny in the light as it relates to this song and this video, particularly because it is from two black female rappers who are very comfortable in themselves, um, not just in their sexuality, but just in their persona and, and the way that they're, in, they're empowered. And they're, and, and they're just young and having a good time. Yeah, and they're just having a grand old good old time. Now, I'm not going to completely let them off the hook is not the right word because I'm not in charge of them. But yeah, you know, I listened to the song and I was like, "Ooh, it's very <laughs> that was a lot in your face. Yeah. <laughs> it was a lot in your face fast, you know, but at the it same, came right same, out the gate. All right, but at the same, guns blazing. But but I can't be like, oh, shame on them when, you know, all these other rappers, you know, at art artists have said much worse and I didn't I didn't jump on Twitter and I didn't jump on Facebook to say, oh, this song and I don't have a problem I have a problem with this and that and the other. It's it is peculiar to your point. It is peculiar as to why these particular women have drawn so much ire from people in general. You know, why not some other aspects? Why not some other entertainers? Why not some other artists? From men, from politicians and other black women. Yep. Most of the stuff I've seen, there have been black women yep. who have been upset at yep. other women. So I'm I'm yeah. I'm curious as to what it is. Is it is it because Cardi B and Megan Stallion are seen as these role models and again people who we believe have some sort of influence. We hold them to a higher standard, which that can't be true it's because bigger. rappers, male rappers have been saying much worse as well and they aren't held to that same standard. And and what people say, I think a lot of some other people's issues were, you know, there one one guy in particular, he was like, well, you know, there's not a lot of female rappers out there. 
So the only pop popular ones you see are Cardi B and Megan Thee Stallion and Nicki Minaj. So They're they plenty represent of female rappers. They they, they rep I know. <laughs> they represent female hip hop. So they themselves should be holding to a higher standard, which again, that's not fair. You can't no. put that on them. Right. There are you you're not doing your job if you believe that Megan Thee Stallion and Cardi B and Nicki Minaj are the only female rappers out there and there's not a whole other host of people that you don't support. Mm-hmm. You know, that's the thing. If you really wanted to say I have an issue with Megan Thee Stallion and Cardi B and their content in this particular song, you know, what you really need to do is you really need to prop up the other female MCs and do your research and support these other women because they be struggling out here. They can't sell no tickets. Nope. They can't get people to watch their YouTube videos. They can't go on tour because it's like, yeah, 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 that's cool. But the squeaky wheel gets the oil yeah. and everybody gravitates over to these other people when all you have to do is support the people that you that you want to hear. The music you want to hear, you go find those people. But you, we very rarely as a society accentuate the positive. We and that's always... What- and I'll say, and that's what Cardi B, she did at IG and that's what she said. She was like, y'all want conscious rap? There are female rappers out there doing that, but y'all not supporting them. Go support them if that's what you want to hear. But she mentioned she did, I think it's her song, Be Careful, that was not her traditional type of style. And she was like, y'all flame me for that. Y'all like, we didn't come uh-huh. here to listen to you for that. We don't want to hear that. And then so she went back to her regular now. Everybody's like, well, this is disgusting. This is, come People, on, bro. Look, it's not, and that, that to, to the point, and we'll probably move on. Yeah. You cannot please everybody. Nope. You know, you cannot please all the people all the time. You please some of the people all the time. You can please all the people some of the time. You cannot please all the people all the time. So you, you're better off living your life. Yeah. And the way that Cardi and Megan both have handled both the acclaim and the criticism has been brilliant. Some of the stuff that has come out, like when they said, uh, when whoever wrote about banning them, she was like, this is what I'm talking about. I'm being iconic. So, you know, I think they're taking it in stride because again, they are 25 and 27. So they grew they up in this, in yep, this social media age. So they know how to make it work for them. They know how the game works, especially with that uh, cab, uh, cameo with the Jenner girl. Ugh. They knew what they was doing because they, yeah. they knew people was going to talk about it. People hate watch and they knew they was going to hate watch that part and it worked. I, mean, I just watched the, I, yeah, I watched, I watched the original version once and I didn't watch mm-hmm. it when it first came out because I heard that she was in it. And then some lovely soul went and made the version with her edited out and I was like, that version will be getting my streets. So thank you very much but, to the person yep. that did that. But they knew exactly what they were doing. Mm-hmm. They knew exactly yeah, what they, they knew. They knew what time it is. They're very, they're very media savvy. Very media savvy. Mm-hmm. So yeah. So All right. If you want to change that, if you want to change that, you got to take the power back yep. and support who you want to support. Yep. And people will adjust. Yep. Megan and there and are people. Will, they'll, they'll play those music and those tracks and whatever that stuff. If y'all support it. It's our job to support it. They are the content producers. They are listening to what we want to. They are 
responding to what we want to see and what we want to hear. If we don't want to see all the violence in the games and the movies and the music, we'll support that stuff. But we mm-hmm. have our little guilty pleasures and we go off and watch reality TV, mm-hmm. but then get mad at the reality women who are making all these moves. It's like, yeah. make, you, can't, you can't do that. You can't, yeah. you can't listen to trap music and then get mad at the people who actually live in the trap. It's like, yeah. It's like, that doesn't make sense. And somebody's watching this because I think after two days, it had 52 million views. So someone's watching. And a lot of people, the guy who said he accidentally saw it. Yeah. Come bruh, on, don't, don't play <laughs> yourself know what like time that. It is. We know exactly <laughs> what time it is. All right. But let me reiterate my love for both Cardi B and Make the Stallion. Right on, sisters. All right. So the next thing, Senator Kamala Harris, Kamala, let me get her name right, Senator Kamala Harris mm-hmm. is the VP nom for the Democratic ticket. Okay. Excited? All right. All right. Excited or no? Uh, no. <laughs> 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 because I, it's not that I, not her, it's not her specifically, it's just the Democratic Party, there is there is something to the idea that the Democratic Party is taking black voters for granted. Mm-hmm. Now, Kamala Harris is the move to kind of bring those people back and say, hey, this is what we're doing for progress. She is the first African-American vice president. You know, she's uh, her mother's Indian. So that makes her the first Asian. South Asian, yeah. Um, right. Um, um on the ticket to be vice president if they do win. So there's a lot of history being made. You know, she's the first person come from HBCU Mm -hmm. to be uh, on the ticket, you know, so there's a lot of history being made there. And this is a great move in order to bring those people back. My issue is I hope that this isn't, I hope it's more than just we need to get black voters simply because all of the other issues and gaffes and mess ups that Biden has done in the past to let us know that they got the black vote. We ain't got to worry about them. You know, all those specific instances to where, you know, Biden was like, we got it locked up. You know, if you don't vote, if you don't vote for me, you're not black. And, um, Latinos, the Latinx community is a very diverse community of uh, polit- political views, unlike the African-American community. That to me says, y'all don't care about the black vote as Democrats. So let me Other than to get elected. Come. Let's scramble. Yeah, other get elected. So let's scramble. Let's scramble. What can we do? Let's uh, black women VP. Yes, that'll bring them in. So I hope that this, you know, and I, of course, I am presuming that you know um uh kamala harris is you know i i unfairly uh putting it on her that okay yeah if y'all want the black vote you need to put me on the ticket now i'm assuming that's not her angle as to why she wants to become vice president you know but again i i the 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 distrust not the distrust the 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 lackluster was there for me before Kamala Harris. Yep. So I definitely hope that she turns it around. But there is a large number of people out there, you know, not <laughs> I say large, people I've seen on Facebook. <laughs> 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 that, that don't 
relate to large at all, but I'm saying the based on the people that I interact with on a regular basis as it relates to uh, social media and just the ideas, people are pushing back on those who say, you need to support this ticket, shut up about it, don't say anything bad, don't say anything negative, we need this vote, Trump is the most horrible person, president on earth, we need to get him out. You saying negative things about Biden and Kamala Harris, you're showing dissent, and that may mess up the vote. There are a lot of people say, I don't care. It's been too long, and the Democrats have done all this every election season. This is the most important vote, and this is the most historical vote, and if you don't vote, and so on and so forth, that's been the case forever. So it's like, I'm tired. I want either another third party. I want some more options. I want, or I want the Democrats to really put people in office, not because you think they're going to win, which is a lot of reason why a lot of people thought the Democratic Party pushed for Joe Biden over Elizabeth Warren, mm -hmm. over Julian Castro, over Kamala Harris. Even over Kamala. Yeah. If, if you really wanted her to be in there, y'all would have pushed for her to become the nominee in the first place. But she know, was a cop. So. At one point, but she apparently. And, and y'all thought Biden was the best to win. Just because he's the best to win, don't make him best for the position. Right. You, have, uh, uh, you had all the other candidates who had far more concrete ideas, but you picked Biden because you thought he was going to win. Now you need to bring Kamala in here to, to save help the him day. because he's <laughs> tripping. Yeah. Right. So all, all that to say, to answer your original question, I am happy that Kamala Harris um, is the, the ticket, and I hope she can turn things around. But in general, it's like the Democrats better do something, because if 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 Biden gets in there and he doesn't do much, the Democrats, they may take a bigger L if you know, at, in, in, in elections coming because there are a lot of detractors, yeah. you know, a lot of the, I'm not going to say Candace Owens, you know, that uh, the black conservative uh, group as it stands right now are pulling people away, but the Democrats are definitely starting to push yeah. people away, you know, yeah. so that's my whole thing about that. Yeah. So my take is I'm, I was never excited about Biden. He was never who I wanted. Right. So I was already not excited with Kamala coming onto the ticket. I'm more hopeful that the Democratic Party can get it together to get this orange tyrant out of the office. <laughs> but and that's the main reason. Yeah. And I and I will say that um, my my issue is. I'm a black woman, so whenever I see not just a black woman, but a more than capable black woman who right. has right. all the credentials, she has them. Just like President Obama, he had to be exceptional. He had to be perfect in order to get in that role. And then after he left, you see what we got after that. The, he's essentially the polar opposite on the negative end of President Obama. So I don't think they're bringing necessarily Kamala in just because she's black. Biden mm -hmm. had committed to bringing in a woman 
and I know a lot of people wanted Elizabeth Warren. I loved Elizabeth Warren. I thought Elizabeth Warren and Julian Castro would have been a fantastic ticket. I think that ticket would have really excited the base. But at the same time, Joe Biden is what, 74 years old? He couldn't have, he couldn't uh -huh. have picked Elizabeth Warren. I'm sorry. No matter how much I liked her, she's in her 70s as well. You, you, you just can't right. have. And then the next person that would take over would be the uh, would have been Nancy Pelosi, who's another 70 something. You, you can't. Right. I'm sorry. No, People, we're not being ageist. We're not being we ageist, some, but we need some young blood in there. You have to have one. You have to have some young blood in there, and two, it. I'm not saying that they're more likely to pass away than anybody that's younger, but the fact that you, the top three people in line of succession are in their seventies. I mean, there's no way that he could have picked Elizabeth Warren, no matter how right. much we liked her. Right. My thing is with Kamala, the amount of sexism that we're about to see, the amount of racism that uh, we're about to see, the amount of massage yeah. noir we're about to see is about to be unprecedented. If you had issues with Kamala based on her policies or you know the way she has done things in the past, it, you can disagree with people. And I have right. no, no one is above critique. And I'm not saying that right. you, uh, uh, you know, people are saying, you know, I think she she did some legislation or did some laws back when she was in California um, against yeah, she has, trans she has some issues with trans people she, with. Um, she has some big issues with truancy. Um, there was some big stories or big cases to where, you know, she was an advocate for, you know, sweeping kids off the street who are truant, not going to school, putting them into the. You know, juvenile system, which everybody kind of agrees that, you know, uh, the school to prison pipeline and that whole thing, you know, she's kind of wrapped up in that. And then there was some issues to where she refused to prosecute. I can't remember who it was. Uh, Mnuchin. I think he had some issues and mm -hmm. she wouldn't. There was some things around her not uh, prosecuting him for whatever reasons. And um, not to cut. I hate to do this, but I do it. Not, <laughs> not to cut, cut you off. But... I just cut you off. Right. right. Um one of my main issues was how hard she went at Biden uh, against the segregation and the bus school busing, mm -hmm. you know. Um, but then, you know, then to turn around and say, oh, you know, Biden's the best guy to be president. You know, I can't put that on her specifically because that's just politics. But it just stings to see, you know, the Democrats, again, going back to my original issue, it's like they're playing the game. Mm -hmm. And I think people are tired of playing the game. So like going back to what you were saying, Alex, you know, you can pick it up. Yeah. You know, I definitely, she's more qualified. And like you, oh, that was the point. Yes, you can definitely critique somebody. And I think, you know, another one of the issues is, you know, it's like I've seen on Facebook to where you can't critique them. It's like if anybody says, yeah, I really don't, I'm not feeling Kamala Harris because all the things she I doesn't give me like, the, or she doesn't give, yeah. Right. But they say on Facebook, you shut your face, you don't say nothing, you keep that to yourself. And if you don't vote for so and so, it's like, that's not where we're and supposed that's, to be. And that's, to... and that's the problem. And that's one of the issues is that people feel like their voice is being smothered or discounted. You can uh -huh. say that you have issues with some of the way she's policed people. You can have issues uh -huh. with some of the way she's treated trans people. You can have those issues. And you right. are well within your right to bring up those issues. My thing is, 
a lot of people are going based on her um, record in California. Yes, right. that mm-hmm. happened. That is definitely, you know, issues or things that she's done. But what I'm seeing is a lot of things is that they are blaming her for locking certain people up and all those types of things. And I'm like, as a prosecutor, as an attorney, her job is to go based on the law. And if that's what the law is, that's what she's doing. And my thing is she left that role, went to a role where she could make the laws. And what I've seen her do in the Senate, it shows a progression. It shows that she is willing to go in and do some of the work that's necessary. So my thing is give people the chance, especially if they've already shown you that they're doing things to, to improve the $600 in unemployment that people are now getting is primarily a, a part of, of her work. So so right. it's not like she's just the devil incarnate and she's going to, because I saw someone say, yeah, let's get her in and she'll arrest you for posting on Twitter. I'm like, come on, <laughs> come on. Right, right, and like I, right. I posted something from Lovey um, where she said that she pretty much laid it out, you know, how Eric Holder came to prominence and his record Mm -hmm. uh, from when he was a prosecutor um, as a lawyer, none of those things came up, came up. Tim Kaine, who was the VP nominee with Hillary, ain't nobody Mm -hmm. looked into his history as what he had previously done. But now all of a sudden you have this black woman who now Twitter is saying isn't black because she's Jamaican, because apparently if you're Jamaican, you're not black. So my thing is, you can have all this extra yeah you can have disagreements you cannot like things about her about biden which i'm i don't like it i mean he was cool as uncle joe because we knew <laughs> he didn't he wasn't he do wasn't nothing, gonna do nothing right he go shake some hands hug some babies and you know high five have his aviator glasses on you know do the fun stuff that was his role he wasn't in the top mm-hmm. seat now we're seeing right. him in a different light because now he is running for the top seat. And now he's what now eight years, almost eight years older than then, than, right. than when he was there. So my thing is do your critiques and you know, you but can have it. a disagreement and, and the same for people who are on the don't say anything negative. No, that's not the discourse and that's not the way we should be. And right. my thing is, this man that's in office now in the stolen seat, a lot of times Democrats, we want the warm and fuzzies with who we elect into office. The Republicans don't care about right. that crap. They put in people who they know are going to get done what they want to get done at what cost. Right. And while I don't right. think that's the best way to be, I think we need to take some of the warm and fuzzy out of our elected officials and what we place on them to get in that role. Because for me, my thing is, you know, it's a lot on the line. Ruth Bader Ginsburg, baby girl is holding on for dear life. She's holding on. She, I mean, she's on, she's holding on and she's not going to, to make it another four years. I'm not excited about voting for the top dog on this ticket. But I'm going to hold my breath and go in that booth and pull that lever because I know for me, what's more and impo- what's most important 
for me and I'm going to do the best for the common good. And I don't have the luxury of, I don't want to say throwing away my vote because your vote, you're right. Mm -hmm. But I don't have the luxury to throw away my vote. These are the people that we have available. Trump and Pence. Right. Question mark on the Pence because I heard they were trying to replace him. And Biden and Kamala. Them are the only two options that I got right now. So right. I have to choose the best of those two for for me because it is my vote and it is my right and and I have the you know that choice. So right, yeah, yeah, I definitely agree. Yeah. So, you know, I think it's what eighty five days left into the election, and uh, uh, can it be tomorrow? Can we just get this? I over just with? I just want like this over. It seems like we've been in this election season ever since Trump. Ever since he got elected. <laughs> ever since inauguration day. We've been and right. that's my thing. They've had four years to get this together. And I'm just like, this you're dropping the ball. With. This is what you come up with. And I'm like, <laughs> Biden, like, bro, you really don't even have to say anything. And you got this from a lot of people locked in, but you keep shooting yourself in the foot, man. I mean, something I just, it's just so exhausting. It's just really exhausting, especially when the whole election cycle started. We had a plethora of exciting, amazing candidates, you know, and this guy comes in on the last quarter mile and takes it solely off name recognition and association with President Obama. That's the only Mm -hmm. reason. And he's mm-hmm. a white man. So, and apparently only a white man yep. can win against Trump. Uh, I guess. I, but, but it'd be interesting. Allegedly. So uh, to your point, um, you know, one of the things I heard was the only reason why they were able to get, you know, this is conspiracy theory, you know, type stuff. But the reason why they got Kamala over anybody else, you know, of, of the people he was considering for a VP was because maybe he's only going to do four years. And maybe the agreement was, okay, well, I'll be VP if after four years... You hand it over. Biden don't, Biden don't run for re-election and y'all move me into that position because of the fact that Biden has shown himself, like you mentioned, and all the gaffes and this is what we got. And they can, they can, they, for all the crap we give the DNC they kind of sense what's going on. Mm-hmm. So it's like, all right, well, this is what we got right now. But just if y'all just hang in there, then we can get the leverage in order to do what actually is the best. Right. So maybe Kamala getting in there to where in 2024, she'll be president-elect. Cause he's already- Biden going for re-election. Yeah, cause he's already 77. And, you, and we already right. know what stress Especially, well, stress when you're doing the job the correct way will put on you. So in four years, he will be 81. Right. And I don't know, going through another election cycle after already doing four years as president in the top job. I mean, that's a lot. That's a lot to put on someone. It's a lot to put on anyone. And it's a lot to put on someone on someone who's already older. That's well, a lot. And that, 
in addition to that, you know, all the things Biden been through, you know, losing his uh, his son, mm-hmm. you know, and all those other things. So that maybe it's taking a toll. So all that to say, yeah. you know, <sighs> Democrats going to, have to you know, the, we're going to have to hold out, you know, and then maybe after this, then maybe we can, you know, um, say third party or y'all, we just going to away your vote i don't know i don't, I don't know, know. i don't know what the solution is <laughs> sentiment out there it's out there that the, the, the democrats are starting to lose that stronghold yeah and they need to do something yeah it's it's definitely slipping especially when uh what was it 96 percent of the women who uh, uh of the uh, of the black 90 percent 96 percent of black women voted for um the democratic ticket which was hillary clinton and 90% mm-hmm. of black people voted for Hillary Clinton. If they lose that, mm-hmm. I mean, there's there's no way. Yep. And I, I don't know what the solution is or even how we would even go about it without having to deal with all of the infighting because you already see all of the infighting now within the party. You know, there there are Democrats who are, are, are against this, who are against you know Kamala, yeah. who are against Biden. Yeah. And so, you got those new kids, you know, uh, um, Alexandria Ocasio Cortez. I think mm-hmm. I said her name correctly. You yep. got those new Green Deal people. You mm-hmm. know, um, Ayanna you know, Presley. Yeah, right. And you know, they've had you know. Uh, Direct, not direct, but indirect conflicts with Pelosi and direct. Schumer I think and, too. Uh, right, and you know, so it's like it's coming. It's yeah. like so. Uh, again, you can't. I, I think it's unfair for people to say. You know, it's unfair for people to expect that people are just going to blindly vote down their respective lines. That's. that's I think that's out of the window. Even even for Republicans, you know, because yeah. this whole Trump thing is kind of shook a yeah. lot of, you know, conservative and uh, historically voting Republicans say, look, ugh, this ain't this is it. What, I don't want to be associated with this. I don't want to be associated. Even if that's what they believe, they don't want to be openly associated with it. With it. Yep. Yeah. Yep, because so. before they had kind of hide in the shadows and, you know, kind of play the game. But now. You got to pick like a side. Direct. It's like, I mean, it's this, black and white. Is there your, is no gray. This your man right here? You this know, you? You got to say yes or no. And a lot of people are saying, mm, no. <laughs> right. I thought it was, but it ain't. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So um, this election can't get here fast enough. This whole, what, inauguration, what is it, January 19th, January 20th, 2021. I cannot wait for that day to to get here because look, i'm over it i'm look, just so over it by listen, god i'm over it listen i don't put it past anybody to have trump in there for another four years don't. nope i don't i don't look, look. i don't put i don't i don't i definitely don't see it as you know there's no way he's going back in people have shown their true colors and i can't it's to me it's like a 50 50 toss-up it could go either way I'm not happy mm-hmm. about that, but even looking at some of the polls, which I don't necessarily follow because they use a sample population, but even outside of that, it's still nope. neck and neck. You can flip a coin and it could go yep. either way. It just yep. really depends on voter suppression. It depends on if people are just sick of it by the time we get to November, 
and they're just like, I'm over this. I'm not participating at all because I don't like any other candidates. Whatever the case may be, it could go 80, either way. 80 some days is a long time and a lot of things can happen between Lots. now and November 4th. November 4th? Third. Yeah. November 3rd? Yeah. November I think 3rd. So, yeah. so yeah, I just... This is so exhausting and having to deal with this in the middle of a pandemic is just, it's exhausting. <laughs> it's exhausting. All right, so um, we are we just hit over the two hour mark. So let's go ahead and wrap this up. So for the hookup, um, we have how to install Watch OS 7 public beta. Um, I haven't done it, Terrence has, but we'll just run down the steps and we'll include the link in the show notes um and in the link that we have it also gives screenshots so you can kind of you know step your way through it but as terrence mentioned before you have to have ios beta ios 14 beta on your iphone um that you will be uh connecting to um and you need to go to the public beta website which terrence mentioned earlier you tap on watch watch um ios from the enroll on your devices page then you swipe down and tap the enroll your Apple Watch link. Next, you swipe up and tap on the download profile. You follow all the prompts on how to install the beta. Then you tap allow to download the profile. Then next, you will tap install in the top right corner and enter in your password if you have that enabled. Um, next, they say read the consent. Most people don't, but for legal purposes read the consent agreement then you tap on install two more times then tap done then general at the top left and you head on over to your apple watch on your iphone and you choose general software update and at that point you should start seeing that the um the beta is available put your watch on the charger because it has to be charging and then tap download and install. And after some minutes, you will have watchOS 7 public beta on your Apple Watch. And that's pretty much it on the hookup. Anything else to add to that? Any quirks that you saw when you were doing the install? Or was it pretty Uh, much straightforward? I'll give you a quick quick tip. Uh, Once it starts to download onto your watch and you actually get a estimated time of how long it's going to take, like it'll say 40 minutes or 50 minutes or whatever the case may be, if you want it to go faster, once you see that time estimated, turn off Bluetooth on your phone. What that's going to do is going to force your watch to connect to Apple's servers via Wi-Fi versus Bluetooth. It'll connect to your home Wi-Fi versus going through your phone, Bluetooth to your watch. It'll directly connect to Wi-Fi, which goes directly to Apple servers. Download will go much faster. Cool. All right. I think that's it for this week, unless you have anything else you want to include. I had something else. I had something else for the hookup, but I forgot what it was. So maybe I'll come up with it next week. <laughs> okay. <laughs> cool. All right. Um, I think that's it for this week. Definitely download, rate, and review us. We're on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and Spotify. You can hit us up on the social media outlets. That's Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. We're at SnobOSCast everywhere. You can also now watch us on YouTube at SnobOS. 
um then we will be sure to include the link and definitely make sure you like and subscribe to our channel also you can leave comments and suggestions on our website snobowscast.com or send us over an email at snobowscast at gmail.com and one final thing if you want to become a patreon of the show for five dollars per month head on over to patreon.com slash snobowscast this will give you access to our pre-show content um, access to uh, live show taping and access to our discord live chat so that's it for this week that is it all right bye everybody peace